Okay, I have to be honest with you and tell you that this is not a place I ever saw myself. Not GRX, but like the stage. <laughs> I love kid zone, I love the courtyard, but that is my comfort zone. This is not my comfort zone. Um, I tried to say no, I tried many times to get out of it, but for some reason, God orchestrated, and if anybody is curious, I can tell you later on, like a zillion little details that just wouldn't let me get away. Um, and so God's a bigger fighter than I am, and so I'm here today, but let me tell you I'm excited. I am absolutely thrilled and absolutely willing to be a vessel today. So thank you for having me. <laughs> I wasn't asking for applause. <laughs> and now I'm very humbled. Um, let me ask you guys, who likes to get gifts? And this, well, okay, all the kids are raising their hands. Thank you for being honest. Who likes to get gifts? Oh, thank you for being honest now, moms and dads and parents and everybody else. Yes, we all like to get gifts. But you know, I know two people who literally love to get gifts more than anyone I know. And they're the two little blonde kids right there. My boys, yeah. Three and four years old, and they already realize how much fun it is to get a gift. So in our house, we've created this little game, and it has a really cool name. Wait for it. We worked long and hard for this. It's called The Gift Game. <laughs> so it's pretty simple. What happens is one person goes and scavenges the house for a gift, any kind of gift, and then they carefully wrap it in a dirty dish towel or um, what else have we used? A t-shirt out of the laundry basket or scrap piece of paper that I bring home from school. And it's a really big deal when they get to use the tape and it's covered in tape. And the best part is when that pre person presents it as a prized and precious gift. I love it, and it's actually hilarious when it's my turn to give the gift. So I'll go and I'll grab an odd Lego or a dirty sock or a toothbrush, and I'll wrap it up, and I'll be like, okay, here you go. Oh my word, you guys, if you could see their face, they open it so carefully, and then they'll go, oh, I love brushing my teeth. Lie. This is perfect. <laughs> Suhan, you'll appreciate that. Um, or they'll open up a Lego and go, a red one, that's great, it will match my blue one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it is such a joy and a pleasure for me, actually, to, to see them work, actually working hard to enjoy and appreciate these gifts that they're given. The good thing, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday is my little one's birthday, and I've realized that... <laughs> I may not even get him a gift. Is that bad? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, this week we had BBS, if you guys, as you guys have seen today. Awesome week. And really, it was just a week full of gift giving. I mean, these kids got tons of cool gifts. They were given t-shirts, really fun snacks, experiments that they could take home and show their families. They made friendships. And then the big one... They were given the gift of the message of the kingdom of God. You've heard it in their experiences today. Thank you guys for sharing. It was almost like we were recapping this giant game of gift giving. 
wasn't it? You saw it. These kiddos were sharing their heart. They were sharing what they thought and what they saw in that moment that they were given this gift of the kingdom of God. So what do you think? Would you have been so bold as to share your experience? Mark 10, 27 was our theme verse for VBS this week. All things are possible with God. And this, this piece of scripture is part of a longer passage that I would like to work through with you guys for a few minutes here today so that maybe we can all take something from this valuable message that Christ has left us in his word. I'm going to read the passage for you. Um, just to ease your minds, totally cool if the kids are being distracting. Totally cool for me. Don't stress about me because I have two and I understand distraction. So let's all just relax and let them be as well. I hope they can learn something from this. So if you'll turn in your Bibles, if you have them or see it on the screen, we're going to be reading um, the first 31 verses of Mark, Mark chapter 10. And he left there and went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan, and crowds gathered to him again. And again, as was custom, he taught them. And Pharisees came up in order to test him and asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? And he answered him, Did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed man to write a certificate of divorce and to send her on her way. And Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote this. He wrote you this commandment, but from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. No longer are they two, but they are one flesh. And therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And in the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter. And he said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And they were bringing the children to him that he might touch them, and the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them into his arms and he blessed them, laying his hands on them. And he was setting out on his journey, and a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except for God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not fraud on your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all of these things I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go and sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have a treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How difficult is it it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God? And disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how difficult is it to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. They were exceedingly astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, 
but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, See, we have left everything and followed you. And Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and last will be first. The word of God. Okay, so here we have a couple of different scenarios. We see Jesus talking to a couple different groups of people. And on a first quick read through, we might think that this is a passage teaching about divorce, the value of children, and what we need to do to get to heaven, right? Kinda. I think there's a whole lot more packed in here, though. And that's what I want to focus on today. There's one common thing. There's a strand that runs through these three stories that connects them together. And that strand is the fact that in each story, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God. And it's in this giving of God's kingdom that these three episodes occur. Jesus is proclaiming that the kingdom of God has arrived. And here he's literally trying to give it away. In three different situations, he's offering it to these people, whether to a crazy group of Pharisees or to an able-bodied young ruler or to a, a bunch of kids playing tag around his feet. Jesus is trying to give the kingdom of God away. But what exactly is this? What exactly is the kingdom of God and what does it mean to give it and to receive it? I want to make sure we're all on the same page about this before we go on. God's kingdom was and is. It's, it's a concept. It's a belief in a reality that is greater than what we see around us, isn't it? The kingdom of this world, however, so the story goes, is harsh and cruel, filled with pain, injustice, heartache. It's what we know, isn't it? And it's a reality where God found himself somewhere other than his rightful place on humanity's throne. Now, the kingdom of God is the day when God would finally dwell among his people again, when mercy and justice would overcome the tears of this world. The kingdom of God is the day and the future that follows it where the world is finally put to rights, where God is elevated and where people take their place before him. But this was not the kingdom of that God. It wasn't the reality in the world when Jesus walked up to that group of Pharisees. When Jesus came along, God's people were pretty much as far away from this kingdom of God than they had ever been. God's people were being ruled by a foreign nation. They were enduring war and exile. God's people had been waiting. They were waiting and waiting and waiting for God to come. And the irony here is that in this passage in Mark, God is announcing His kingdom has come. Stop waiting. It's here. The kingdom of God, like it was just described, this ideal, it's it's here. 
But the problem was is that it sure didn't feel like it was here. The dirt of the world was still caked on their faces as Jesus was telling them, it's here. And they couldn't believe it, and yet Jesus was undeterred. He kept proclaiming, rejoice, the kingdom of God is here. Now, how do you respond to a message like that? A message that seems so counter to the reality of the world that we see around us. Peace and hope, forgiveness, closeness closeness with God, world foot to rights, mission fulfilled. How do you respond to a gift like this? The gift of the kingdom of God. In this passage today, we see three options. A denial for the need for restoration of the king of God, the Pharisees. A diehard belief that a gift like this has to be earned and can't just be received, the rich young ruler. And then there's the simple voices of the children who believe, who just believe what Jesus tells them about the world. They take the gift with an open heart. That's the kingdom of God. Have you ever had the experience of someone sharing a dream with you? Like maybe, I don't know, a vision or a goal. Maybe a boss describing to you where he hopes to take the company in five to ten years or how he wants to talk about a specific product. Maybe it's your spouse telling you where they're dreaming about going on vacation or what kind of home they want to buy. Maybe it's a parent or a kid. You know those dreams, those dreams that are so big that you know in your head, yeah, right? (laughs) As if that could ever, ever happen. Let me ask, what kind of reaction do you have in those situations? What kind of listener are you? Think about it. I'll tell you about me. I'm I'm a realist as a listener to these dreams. I'm a realist. Casey calls me a pessimist, but he's not here today, so let's go with realist. I, <laughs> I can seriously squash any dream that anyone has if I don't hold myself back. I have this zany ability to communicate in a very matter-of-fact way why your dream won't happen, why it can't work, why you're crazy, and why really bad things would happen. <laughs> Is anybody with me? Am I alone? You don't have to admit it. I'm actually getting a lot better, but still. Here's the thing. For Jesus, it wasn't just a dream. It wasn't just an idea that he was presenting to a crowd of people. It was a reality. It is a reality. The kingdom of God was there. The kingdom of God is here. Do you see? Not that much time has been in between. It was there. It is here. This reality that is unlike what we feel around us. And yet it's here. And it's a gift. So Mark 10 has given us these three beautiful explanations of three different people's reactions to how they received this gift of God's kingdom. Quickly, you saw first There was the Pharisees. So here's Jesus minding his own business, 
just trying to give the gift of kingdom of God away. And the Pharisees come along and they throw out this piece that doesn't quite fit into their idea of what the kingdom of God is. They say, what about divorce, Jesus? Seriously, no divorce? Even Moses said we could issue a certificate and there could be divorce. And Jesus looks at them and says, guys, it's the kingdom of God. Take it or leave it. This is what it is. Do you want it? And the Pharisees say, no thanks. It doesn't make any sense. And then in verse 17, we saw the young ruler. The guy who had it all together. The guy who had a good job, who had a nice family, who owned his home, who served in his church, who led a small group, who went on mission trips. There was that guy. But something was nagging him. He felt he was still missing something. And so he finds Jesus and he says, Jesus, what, do I, what else do I need to do to get it right? And Jesus lists out all these commandments. And he very sincerely says, yes, Jesus, this is great. I've done this since I was young. I've done all of these things. But, but he still feels that there's something. And Jesus, we read this and it's, it's a beautiful picture. Jesus looks at him and he knows him and he sees his heart. And he says, do you really think this is what it's about? Being good, checking everything off your list, earning this gift of the kingdom of God? All right, buddy, if that's what you think it is, then go and get rid of everything and then come follow me. He can't do it. He walks away. And then, sandwiched in between the Pharisees and the rich young ruler, we have these guys, the kids. And this is what we need to see here. This is where it gets exciting. The voice of Jesus saying, Let the little children come to me. Don't hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Wait. Stop. The real deal, guys, the real deal, the kingdom of God is a gift. And of these three examples, only once received by the children. They didn't know any other way, did they? So how does a child receive a gift? The way my kids open up a towel, get excited about toothbrush. How does a child receive the kingdom of God? By coming to him, by believing it, by taking it, without the skepticism and the guilt and the questioning 
and the hurt that comes along when we see it in front of us. Listen to Jesus talk to the disciples at the end in verse 24. He says, children, how... Okay, notice this. If you go back and read it, Jesus is actually addressing now the disciples as children, as if to say, take a clue, people. Look at those kids that we were talking to earlier today. Children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Children, come unhindered. Don't you see here? Jesus is actually acknowledging that this is hard. And this is where we can breathe. Everybody breathe. Jesus is saying, you're right. It's impossible. It's impossible. But what was communicated to these kids this week at VBS from the mouth of Jesus Christ was this. With man, yes, this is impossible. It can't be done. But with God, anything is possible. I know, Jesus says, I know it's too hard. I know it's too hard to take this gift. I know you think it's easier to earn it. I know you think it's easier to walk away because it just doesn't seem real. It just doesn't seem possible that the world would be put to rights and that everything would be as I describe it. But it is possible to just receive it if you receive it like a child. Is it, though, are all things possible with God? It's a hard question. It's a little question. Actually seems easy. But if you think about it, it is a terribly hard question to ask ourselves. Do you believe that his kingdom, as he describes it, as it's handed to you, wrapped in that beautiful package, tightly taped with a big bow bursting out of the top, love abounding, mission fulfilled, closeness with God, overwhelming forgiveness. Do you guys believe it's possible? Do you want it? Because Jesus says that we receive the gift of God's kingdom when we receive it like a child. We receive the gift of God's kingdom when we receive it like a child. When we see children in worship like you did this morning. Do you think these kids are questioning the gospel? No way. They're just worshiping the king. When my four-year-old, we're driving home from VBS and I'm at a stoplight and I turn around and I say, Hey, buddy. What should you do when you're scared? And he confidently tells me with the sign, trust God. Let me hear it, guys. Trust God. One more time. Trust God. Do you think he does? He does. I see it. He does. When you hear the testimony of these little guys, saying that they saw God when they heard the message of the gospel this week. Do you think they believe it? Yes, they do. How do you respond to this gift? 
Do you want to see the kingdom of God? Do you want to experience it? Do you want to live it? Because you can. Jesus says, we receive the gift of God's kingdom when we receive it like a child. Come unhindered, without the pessimism, without the guilt, without the question, without your need for control. Come and take it. How? Watch these guys. Learn from them. Follow their example. Because when we come unhindered to Christ, we are blessed. His mission is fulfilled. And all the world hears his name. Because Jesus says that we receive the gift of God's kingdom when we receive it like a child. Can I pray for you? God, all that I can say in response to your word today is thank you. Thank you for this gift. Father, help us to take it, to move beyond ourselves and to receive it like these children have received it this week. God, you give us good gifts, and for that we are thankful. Amen.